a great start at the morning. Don't stop soaking. If you, if you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, don't stop. Just remain soaking. We don't have to stop. This morning, I'm not really going to be talking very much. Um, this is more about me sharing. And actually, if I was talking, Florence has already said nearly everything I was going to say anyway. Um, but I wanted to share a little bit about what's been going on with me. Holy Spirit has been putting some new things in my heart recently and taking me to different places. And it is such a privilege to actually think that, to even say that, you know, that God has been putting something in my heart. You know, isn't it amazing that God puts something in our heart. God, the creator, puts something in our heart. I mean, it it just, I, I just think it's amazing. Now, sometimes he does ask us to do things that we wouldn't necessarily go and do ourselves. Um, if we were asked, would you like to do that? Sometimes the answer might be, mm, no. But actually... When he asks, it's a real privilege, and it's a privilege to follow his lead. But we have to know his voice as well. Now, in John 10, Jesus said, The gatekeeper opens the gate, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his sheep by name, and he leads them out. His purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life, because he says he's the good shepherd. And a good shepherd will always lead us into green pastures. So when Jesus does ask you to do something, even if you don't think it's something you want to do, if it's in line with his word, if it edifies, if it heals, if it builds up, if it brings freedom or healing, then it's probably from God. And if it doesn't do any of those things, then it's probably not. So it's just a thought. But for me, it only came to mind a few days ago that actually there's a theme about what's been going on with me. I was asked to go, and I say asked because God never forces. He always asks. We always have a choice. But he asked me to go to somebody's house. Now, that might not sound unusual, But this person, or these people, had actually hurt Costas and myself very much. And actually it's making me quite emotional even thinking about it. But they'd hurt us, they'd betrayed us, they'd let us down. And I had said, I will never step foot in their house again. I'd forgiven them with all my heart because I'm not going to let unforgiveness stand between me and my God. So I had forgiven them years ago. But I'd put a boundary in and I'd said, yeah, totally give them over to you, God. Forgive them, absolutely. But I will never step foot back in their house. Because actually, I don't have enough time to see all my friends and family. So why would I give time to go there? But God said to me, I think you should go. And I was thinking, do you? I was thinking, I don't really want to go. But 
actually, we had a little discussion. <laughs> over, I can't even remember if it was a day or two now. But actually, I, by the time we'd finished our discussion, I actually wanted to go. And I'm thinking, okay, this has to be God because I don't really think I wanted to go. But you know, the crazy thing was, I went and they were so pleased to see us. And we actually had a good time. And I'd said to Costas before we went, one hour will be enough. You know, that's, that's it. I'll do what I have to do. But then I'm off. But actually, we stayed a long time. We spoke. We laughed. And actually, I left with a totally different heart. I really felt caring for them. And that has to be from God. Because that's not from me. Um, but I left... And you know what? I also left all the emotions that I hadn't realized I'd been carrying, which was anger and hurt. But I left it there. And I didn't even realize it was there. And I thought, okay, well, that's good. Thanks, Lord. You know, did that. And then he said, he pointed me to someone else. And I thought, oh, okay. Now, this person, I can't even begin to tell you how much trouble over our life that they had caused through the years. Um, And years ago, the Lord had asked me to forgive this person. And I did. Uh, That was harder, but I did. And I said, fine, Lord, if you want me to forgive this person, I will forgive this person. Then God said, will you bless her? I thought, ooh, now that's taking it a little bit too far. But I thought, do you know what? If you're telling me to do it, then yeah, bless her. I totally give her over to you. Bless her. And boy, did he bless her. And I said, God, I didn't mean that much. <laughs> because when we, when we pray for something, God answers. And he really did bless her. And I thought, okay, that's fine. That's up to you. Um, but that's fine. But over a couple of years ago, Um, nearly a couple of years ago, she lost her husband. Um, Now, even though I forgave her, it was a very similar thing. I didn't want to spend too much time close to her. Um, But actually, this year when I saw her, God put such a compassion in my heart towards this woman that I've been praying for her. And I mean, with love, with real love, It's so amazing. That might not sound amazing to you, but if I could go on about the story, but there's no point. But for me, that is amazing. And the Lord's now put somebody else in my heart. And what I've realized is this is a time of reconciliation. It's a time of making things right because we're moving into a new season. And there can't be anything, anything that we're left holding. Even if we've forgiven somebody, we may be holding hurt. We may be holding anger. We may be holding anything. But you know what? We can't. We can't because we're moving into something new. And what I've realized is with reconciliation comes humility because it takes us to be humble, to say, fair enough, God, I'll do whatever you want. Now, Jesus loved his people, didn't he? He loved everyone. 
If he didn't, he wouldn't have come down. And like Florence said before, God sent Jesus. He died on a cross. He rose again. He suffered. He suffered. When we humble ourselves and we listen and we are led, we become more like Jesus. We become examples of the gospel. Did you realize that? I didn't until I put it all together and sat there. We have all fallen short of the Lord. In other words, we've all committed some kind of sin, even if it's telling a lie. And if you're sitting there saying, oh, I've never told a lie, then you're lying now. And somebody told me that the other day, and I thought, I'm going to use that. That's brilliant. But what I thought is, I wonder if when we sin, we hurt the Father's heart. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? But when we ask for forgiveness, he's quick to forgive. In Luke 5.20, we're told that when Jesus was teaching in a crowded room that some friends of a a paraplegic lowered him through the roof because they wanted to get him closer to the Lord. And what did the Lord say? He said, friend, your sins are forgiven. If Jesus can forgive our sins, what right have we to hold on to anything anybody has done to us? And there are some bad things out there. I I get that. I realise it. But don't let that sin become between you and God. When we humble ourselves and we hand that over, God will take that away and he will come closer to you. So the question is, are we ready to humble ourselves? Because it is about us. That person who's harmed you may not know how much you're holding, may not know the anger or the hurt that you're holding. It's only affecting us. So actually, when we give that to God, we're removing anything between us and God. Now, Jesus spoke a bit about humility when he talked about going to a wedding feast. And he said, don't think of yourself as higher than you actually are. Don't go and sit in the best seats, the VIP seats. Because actually the bridegroom might come along and ask you to move. And that would be quite embarrassing. But he said, instead, go and sit in the back seats, the normal seats. And maybe that bridegroom will come and ask you to sit in a VIP seat. He's saying, let's, let's not lift ourselves up, but allow him to do it. And that's what it says in James 4, 6. God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. When we are willing to humble ourselves and forgive We become, as I said, a walking example of the gospel. Because isn't that the whole message of the cross? The Father loved us. The Father loved us, even though we're sinful. And he made a way to reconcile us to himself through the forgiveness of our sins by sending his one and only son, Jesus, as we heard this morning, (laughs) who died on the cross for all of those sins. Don't think there's one sin that's particularly worse than any other because sin is sin. It's all in the same bucket. So we are washed clean of every single sin. And it is that easy. It's that easy. Humanity often tries to make it very difficult, don't they? Can't be that easy. You know, God doesn't know me. Yeah, he does. He made you. He knows every single hair on your head. 
It is that easy. Jesus made a way back to the Father, to us. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. Jesus is the Son of God. And the Father said of him in Matthew 3.17, and loads of witnesses to testify to this, this is my beloved Son in whom I truly am well pleased. So to, to receive forgiveness, and this is more for people online because I know, I know you guys, but all we have to do to accept Jesus as our saviour is to ask him. You see, we can't work for forgiveness. We can't earn points because everything's already been paid for. You can't say, okay, if I do this and if I do that and if I do that, he might do that. He's already done it. So all we have to do is say, please, Jesus, I accept you as my saviour. I repent of my sins. Take them away and I accept you as my saviour. And the thing is, we don't know what tomorrow brings. So don't wait. If you're watching online, don't wait. If you've just prayed that prayer, by the way, you can actually contact a local church, join a church, or you can contact, contact us on sloughatriverchurch.org.uk and we would love to pray for you. But for those of us here... I would like us to spend a little bit longer with the Lord this morning and humble ourselves. We're going to play another worship music. But I want you to spend time and I want you to ask, is there anything, Lord, that I need to do? Is there anything standing in the way of stopping me moving forward? 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. As Costa said this morning, we hear some things about our land at the moment. But this land belongs to Jesus. This land belongs to Jesus. You belong to Jesus. You are the light of the Lord. You are the light. I am the light. Because we have Jesus in us. We have the Holy Spirit in us. And if you don't believe that, believe it. The Lord is in us. We are the light of the world. And we can't just come here on a Sunday morning. We have to go out. And we heard from Dorothy last week how she'd been really brave and she'd done something and gone out and prayed for somebody. Great. Because that's what we're supposed to be doing on a daily basis. If we, if we get the chance, we need to tell people out there, that Jesus loves them because this land be belongs to the Lord and sin is trying to take over it and sin does not come from God. Sin comes from the enemy and the enemy has no rights. This is a Christian country. Do you know why it's a Christian country? Because God so loved England, Scotland, Wales. He loves this country. He loves every person in it, even people of other religions. He doesn't care. He doesn't care what he is, a jealous God, but he loves their heart. He loves their soul. This isn't about now. This is about eternity. God loves every person in this country, and we need to be out there praying for them and telling them that God loves them, because the half of them don't know. That got a bit harsh, didn't it? Sorry about that. But God loves us. And we've seen the presence this morning of the Lord. We felt the presence how wonderful would it be to go out and let somebody out on the street or in Tesco now feel the presence of God?
So what God's been doing with me is reconciling me with people I didn't think I needed to be reconciled with. But I think what he's saying to us is he wants to be reconciled with everybody too. And Jesus is the way for us to do that. We are the light of the, of the Lamb. We are the light. And if we shine, we can help others reconcile with our Lord. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that you are the lion and the lamb. You are almighty, but you are humble. You lift up the humble. You oppose the proud. Father, I pray this morning that you take each person here in a deeper place with you. That if we're holding on to anything, any hurts, any anger, that we release it and we bring it to the foot of the cross this morning. And we say, thank you, Jesus, that you allow us to do that, that you show us the way, you made a way. And Lord Jesus, we thank you. And we want to bring you glory. We want to bring all honour to you, Jesus. We gather here to praise you, to worship you, to come together as a group and glorify your name. So thank you, Jesus.